We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Weederer, on-air contributor for 670 The Score. You're going to be relying on a lot of young players, guys that have to materialize into who they thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. When either they drafted them or guys that they believe in that were already here, that's guys like Justin Fields. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune. We'll mention this mainly because Chicago Tribune writer Dan Weederer said we would mention this nugget. I'd leave here tonight just thinking that maybe this was just a timely reminder that this team isn't there yet, and they're a long way from there yet, and this climb is really steep. Dan Wiedewer. Get your track shoes on. With Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. There's always Bears news to be had, and we woke up to some today. Dan Wiederer is here to talk about that and more. He is on Twitter at Dan Wiederer, co-host of the Take the North podcast, Bears Beat Reporter for the Tribune, is on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois and Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm good. Our uh, first big development in a season full or an off season full of, of big developments and uh, away we go. Right. So so what have people told you about Shane Waldron? What do we need to know about him? Yeah, I, I think what you hear is, you know, and I, I always in these initial stages of getting to know a new coach, try to put up the resistance to just fully drinking the jug of optimism and hope filled vision that's out there, because a lot of these people tend to sound the same when you first meet them. And then you have to let a couple of seasons worth of work um, define who they are in their current role. I think what Shane brings to the table is you hear people talk about his energy, his ability to teach, his creativity. The Bears certainly attracted to three seasons of play calling experience, which leaves it as less of a guessing game than they had two years ago when they hired Luke Getze. Um, Obviously the work that he did with Geno Smith two years ago, pivoting from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith in Seattle and and being able to unlock some things. And Geno Smith is very impressive. Um, source this morning told me, go back and watch uh, the two games that Drew Locke had to start in December. I think it was December uh, when Geno Smith was out. And they're, they're not going to blow you away in terms of the, the productivity of the Seattle offense. But the fact that they were able to, on a Monday night stage, win a game late with Drew Locke as their quarterback, taking them down the field for a game-winning drive, was notable uh, to this person. And so um, it will be very, very interesting to kind of of see how the Bears frame this when they have a a formal chance to introduce them. It's funny that you say a couple seasons, because that's what Bears offensive coordinators last. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's just true. And it's somebody I've met. I've met a few of them. I know you. Yes, you know them, but that's that's usually how long they get to prove. (laughs) whatever this body of work is and his resume is you can't really argue with it he's he's paid his dues he seems like a Mm -hmm. smart guy multiple disciplines systems young quarterbacks old quarterbacks it's I think he'll look really really smart if they get the quarterback right and if they don't he'll look really dumb Uh, yeah And, and, and I'm glad you said that Dan because I think that that is like the one thing that has to be the sturdy frame around everything that we talk about this off season you know because I think Big Z wrote it um the day that they had the end of season press conference that 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 decision 
carries the weight of seven of these other decisions. You know what I mean? And, and, and so if you get that right, and then you're able to pair him, that quarterback, whoever it is, with with this person to unlock their best gifts and and, and to propel them forward, then everything else will take care of itself. Um, and so that that is the next part of this process. I'd be very interested to know, and it may take a while to learn, uh, what the Bears told Shane Waldron about their plans at quarterback, what their current state of mind is at quarterback, and how he will be, uh, you know, a, a factor in influencing whichever direction they go here over the next three months. What's the significance of the fact that this is another Trace Armstrong client, and now you've got general manager, head coach, and probably the next most important coach on the team who are all represented by the same guy. You know, at the the very least, we can talk about coincidence versus causality, but this is because I just know if this were basketball, people would be talking about it very differently. Yeah, this isn't uncommon, um, but it's certainly notable, um, you know, where you get these sort of agency related package deals. Uh, I'm not sure if Luke was represented by Trace as well. I think he was. And so, you know, that th- there's a, a trend in that regard of, of this group kind of sticking together. Um, we'll find out. I mean, I, I do think the Bears, you know, went out and, and canvassed a, a large section of candidates. I think uh, nine that we know of that they talked to, another one in Kellen Moore that they weren't allowed to talk to because the Chargers blocked it. Um, so you did go out and you, you did talk to a lot of different people. This is ultimately the, the decision you made. Um, and now it's Shane's show to, to kind of help uh, to help uh, navigate. You brought it up as far as the decision on quarterback. I, I think that one of the really interesting things, and maybe we'll get an answer to this down the road, maybe we won't. I'm just curious about your opinion. How, how do you think they even went about this? Because <laughs> you don't want to show your hand. You don't want anything to leak out about what your plans are, but you also want to give candidates a – a, a full view of what it is that you expect from them. Yeah, Lawrence. So there's eight people who talked to the bears who didn't get this job. And so over time, <laughs> we right. should get a little, a little bit of, of, of drip from that faucet in terms of what those interviews were like and what the process was. I was fascinated in that from the get go, because I think it is really, really difficult to expect to earn trust from a candidate by hiding your entire hand on something where you're like, ah, just trust us. We've got this, you know, we come, come put your uh, career leap of faith in our hands. And, and we got you. So they had to share something, you know, and you, you have to, to, whether it's directly saying things or insinuating things, or um, just in the, the organic conversation that you have with someone, you have to have a feel for at least the lean, you know, and, and okay, this is the homework we still have left to do. But if this checks out, this is the direction we're going. If it doesn't, this is our, our pivot plan, all of those things. Um, obviously, the Bears are in an advantageous situation here, uh, albeit complex, because they have that number one overall pick and they don't have to rely on any other teams making decisions to influence what they could or might do at the position. They've got it all in their control. Um, and so now, now you're, now you're officially united with a guy in Shane Waldron. And now you should be able to share anything you didn't share in the, in the interview process forwardly. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how uh, intricate it got in these conversations with these other uh, eight coordinator candidates. Do you know how far down the road the bears are when it comes to the DC conversations? Yeah, I don't uh, specifically. Obviously, there was uh, Chris Harris was linked uh, over the weekend to this position. Chris, I think, was also working alongside John Hoke. Um, yes. And the Tressman staff. It might have been my first year on the beat, first or second year on the beat. 
Um, and and so that, that's an interesting name there. I've always kind of felt like that, 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 that one, given that Matt has his fingerprints all over it, would be something where either you could promote from within and then backfill or just find somebody who seamlessly blends in. And so obviously I, I would expect that to accelerate here in the next week to less than that, if, if possible, because that's the other thing that they've got to get short up as they start to get on the road and, and go do all the offseason stuff that you do. Yeah. And Harris seems like he would be a good fit. One, I mean, he's one of the smartest players that I ever cover. And, yeah. and I don't know if you had a lot of interaction with him when he was on the staff, but really smart guy knows the league is it knows this system and has never been a play caller, which you don't have to worry about because the HC is is, is being the the play caller. So I, I think for a guy like him, it's a real great opportunity to to raise your profile and maybe learn some stuff without having the pressures of, of the in-game calling on your plate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, and you, and you can groom a young coach in that regard. I didn't have a ton of experience with Chris when he was here. Every time I talked to him, um, very engaging and, and able to communicate in a way that helps you learn something every time you talk to them. And I always have a, a great time with those coaches because um, they understand that, that it's, it's helpful to uh, educate the people that, uh, that are covering you. And then they can in turn educate the masses. And, and all of a sudden people get a little bit smarter about a, a game that is uh, hard to, to often uh, get your arms around, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So um, we'll see what direction that goes. Uh, I think they're probably relieved now to have the OC situation resolved. And then obviously Shane Waldron with the help of Matt have to go through and they got to get a quarterback's coach. You got to get a receiver's coach, uh, running back's coach, and, and you got to fill out that staff as well. Dan, Dan and I have been talking about how, I mean, you host the take the North podcast yeah. that it looks like taking the North and never giving it back has never been tougher. When you look at the ways that green Bay has gotten to where they've gotten and how Detroit has built itself up, these are different things, different coaches. Is there anything that you think that connects that tissue? Or what do you think the Bears need to learn that maybe they could take from both of those squads as they try to build themselves up? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I wouldn't say it's never been tougher because that 15-year run that Aaron Rodgers had up there made it really tough uh, for, for anyone to kind of wedge their way in the door and get there. It really impressive what the Lions are doing. And I had some conversations back in the summer um, with people that saw that thing coming together and said, don't drink one drop of the, oh, there's still the Lions uh, rhetoric that's out there because this is just different. And, and, and these are people that were conditioned to expect the worst, seeing some great things emerging with the way that Dan Campbell had built the culture and built the unity and built the belief, which I think is a huge part of what they have going for them and pushing it forward in a way that that was going to produce meaningful results to see what they've done from the middle of last season until right now is it's mind blowing, honestly, um, because you could have pulled the plug on Dan Campbell at one and six in his, you know, second season. and been like, as is just going in the wrong direction, but there was such a, a, a firm conviction between Brad and, and, and Dan and what they wanted to do and how united they were in their vision and their willingness to go through some of the bumps. I think that's, 
very pertinent to what the Bears are doing right now and where they are in the their their building of the program. The Packers got hot at the right time, and that's obviously something that that you like to see. And they've obviously made progress in the development of Jordan Lum. I'm always one of these people that wants to see it for a second season before I fully buy into it. I think that that Jordan Love played really well at the end of the year in a way that that gave people uh, a belief that he was emerging in a way that maybe he hasn't quite emerged yet, if that makes sense. Like, I think he's on the upward trajectory, but I think it also has to be backed up by another season to, to, to truly think that, okay, this guy's going to be in, in the pro bowl, all pro conversation every year that he starts for them. Um, but you know, you see that that team could have been on the outside of the playoffs looking in at, at the end of the year, if they don't take care of their business and they found ways to, to just do what they did best and do it better than the opponent they were playing against for a given week. Unfortunately, they fell a little bit short on Saturday night. And that, uh, that game ending uh, interception was, uh, that was tough to watch because there, it was first down, you know, and that's one of those situ- situational awareness things that I think will stick with Jordan love for, for the next six months. That lions, Brad and Dan access is second only to that of the Chicago tribunes bears coverage. I believe <laughs> never thought of that. So, is this is it possible when you're talking about starting to get some of the drip 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 from what came out of the interviews from the people who didn't get the job do the do teams ever do you know if they ever sign NDAs I brought this up last week and I wasn't sure what's possible and what's not do they say look that this is you, you've got to put your name on this and we'll we'll sue you if any of this gets out and, and we can trace it back to you I have no idea if that's part of the uh, the process. I can look into that. I was told very early in my time covering the league that one of the biggest mistakes that you know high level officials and NFL organizations make is believing that they can keep a secret because mm. this is a a giant junior high lunchroom where yep. people talk all the time and and so sometimes people spends way too much time and effort trying to, to bottle up a secret that's ultimately going to get out. And so you better just understand that, you know, your business is going to be someone else's business really quickly. And, and you better just <laughs> be prepared for that in a way that, that helps you not uh, look foolish when that, that kind of stuff does seep out. In large part because of just a handful of agents, especially like we were just talking around it before. You've got so many, so few power brokers here. Who, who are like, this yeah. job's going to be open and you don't, don't take this job yet because you might want this one. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. I mean, the people who really have all the knowledge are what, there maybe you know, five, six, seven guys who know every team's business. It's, it's it's agents and then it's it's, you know, coaches that turn over and go to a new city every two to three years. I remember really early on. You know, Rich Campbell and I started on the beat on the exact same day. And there was a point in either our first season or our first off season where we're like, man, Biggs knows someone at like literally every single NFC team and and probably, you know, 12 of the, the 16 AFC teams. And you traced it and 92% of them had been people that had been through Hallis Hall at one point or another and then branched out for various reasons. And so that's kind of the web that works in this league. It's a a small group of people that kind of switch into a lot of different roles in a lot of different organizations and cities. And so when when uh, when that happens, you know, you, you can get tapped into a lot of different places really quickly and and um you know get get a good feel for a lot of things that go on inside the league are you gonna go travel to the nfc championship game i will not be no okay uh, all right well great that that leads to my follow-up question then okay i know that you're gonna watch it because you're mr football guy but 
I'm curious, now that you don't have to worry about covering a game every week and the, the goings-on at Hallis Hall you've got, but you've got that under control, I'm curious on what is it that you want to see now that you've got some time when you're watching Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels or Drake May tape. But why don't we just, for, for this week, let's just stick with Caleb Williams. What are the things that you're hoping to figure out in a tape analysis and in phone calls and text messages from people that know Caleb? So, and I wrote a little bit of this in week 18, that 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 part of the Caleb Williams valuation is, it's so easy. I mean, the dude has talent and high-level feel and high-level quarterback instincts that that isn't going to be a speed bump for most teams that are evaluating him. It's all about kind of some of the things that Ryan talked about a, a week and a half ago is just understanding the wiring and the DNA and, and the priorities and the ability to um, withstand what is going to be a, a really bright and hot spotlight here in a major media market. And so my work on Caleb Williams probably over the next couple of months will be trying to get a lot more information on that in terms of the, the wiring and who he is and, and, and what is there that leads you to believe that he can handle this. Cause you guys know as well as anyone that this is a, a real roller coaster, particularly in this city at this position. And so you want to know that a guy's got the disposition and the, you know, the tough stomach and, and all the things to handle that. So for me, that's it because Lawrence, I mean, I don't know how much you've, watched him but you go through some of it and you're just like okay like my questions are minimal in terms of the 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 player and the ability and the things that are there because you just see the traits that 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 you need to see to to play this position at the highest level all right cool like trying to figure out what he is and who he is and the forensic accounting and all the other stuff to to go on with it dan thanks for the time we appreciate it you got it uh enjoy this week i did you guys got a super bowl pick I'm still stuck, man. I honestly, I'm really stuck because I think that the way that Lamar gets down might cause some of the same problems as Josh Allen yesterday. But the, the strange thing about Lamar and in watching him over the last like five weeks of the season, he doesn't take as many hits as you would think that he takes. Josh Allen is looking to. He he's looking yeah. for the contact. Like he's I'm gonna put my shoulder pad in your chest and run you over. It's just so hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Like no matter I, what, it's it's ridiculous, right? I know it's it's ridiculous. And his down year, you're still just like, and that's that like Jordan esque belief factor that we lived from the other side at one point, where you just you just you just know he's gonna win in the end, even when he's not playing great. And it's it's hard to pick against him. But I am actually I think I'm going Ravens and and Forty ers Okay. There you have it. Dan Weeder. Thank you. All right. See you, fellas. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.